Hello, this is Joe. I've got nothing to say. But it's okay. Yes, it is. It's okay. It surely is. It's okay. Really, it is. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> you know that's a lie. I'm going to be talking for an hour, so of course i got something to say. You know, first thing I want to say is I've got some new toys I'm playing with here. For my three loyal listeners, you might have noticed that there was some music at the beginning this time here on episode three. There were not. There was not. There was not music on episode one or two. I'm having a hard time with plurals and singulars right now. Episodes one or two? Yeah, whatever. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sip of something. Mm. You know what that something is? It is rum and Coke. Not water this time. It's rum and Coke. I wanted to get, I wanted to record this before I got too drunk. I might be too late. <laughs> I don't think so. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know, Jackie Gleason, you ever heard of him? Are you older than me? My, my kids have heard of him. So, that, you know, that's a good thing. My kids have heard of a lot of things that happened before they were born, which I think a lot of times the millennials, as they're being called, uh, get a bad rap. Hmm. I think every generation gets a bad rap from the older fuckers. There. I just did it. I earned my explicit tag on iTunes. But seriously, I do. I think the uh, younger generation gets a bad rap. Because older folks tend to say things like, oh, kids these days. Kids these days. Oh, my God. What's wrong with kids these days? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with kids these days. There's nothing wrong. You know, every generation has the same bell curve of people from total fucking losers to extreme achievers. It's, it, it doesn't change over the generations. I got a couple of kids that are excellent human beings. And of course I'm biased because I'm their dad. But let me just tell you that I, I, I can tell you they're awesome. I mean, other, other people, you know, at school make that assessment. And I can tell you there's uh, some objective measurement here because my oldest daughter, Autumn, is um, currently attending the USC Film School. Now, uh, actually, uh, technically, it's uh, currently known as the USC School of Cinematic Arts, but uh, USC Film School is shorter, shorter to say, and plus, um, that's how I've known it for my entire life, so I'm going to keep calling it that. But my point about bringing up the USC Film School, aside from being a dad who wants to brag about his daughter, is that it's hard to get in there. I, I, even though uh, the USC Film School doesn't release official numbers, the rumor mill has it that it's harder to get into the USC Film School than to get into Harvard Law. Okay? So I'm just, this is just anecdotal. Because this is just one child. And my other child, by the way, Jordan, is no slouch either. I don't have the – Jordan's a few years younger than Autumn, so I don't have anything to uh, 
uh, brag about as far as, you know, achievements going to college yet. But Jordan is an extremely intelligent, articulate, polite, giving, caring, wonderful human being. And uh, even getting away from my kids, the thing about uh, younger generation, generations over the years getting a bad rap from the old fuckers is um, another thing is this. Another thing I hear uh, said by some people, generally some old fuckers, is stuff like, uh, what's this, what's this country coming to? What's this country coming to? All these young people, they're so impolite. They're so impolite. They don't have any manners. They don't say please and thank you. They don't, they don't respect, they don't respect their elders. You know what I say to that? I say bullshit. Again, it's a matter of the bell curve. So anecdotally, you run into a couple of young people who maybe happen to be impolite, and then you make this generalization, this sweeping generalization that says, therefore, all young people are impolite. You know, when when I've gone to uh, uh, drop off and pick up my kids at the high school, and I I have to go into the high school at some points, I got kids holding the door open for me, saying please and thank you, smiling, saying hello. You know, people who know my kids and know me, they call me Mr. Palin. They say, hello, sir. So I just, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. And you know, you know, what's really cool about this little uh, ramble I'm going off on now is this is not what I planned on talking about. So the reason I think that's cool is because um, what I planned on talking about to start off this thing was that this is a reboot this is a reboot. I'm, I'm, I've got a, I want a different energy than the first two episodes because um, maybe I'm setting my standards too high. I'm thinking I should be like really good at this right out of the gate because that's a pattern of mine. All of my life, I've been the kind of person who I think, you know, as soon as I start doing something, I'm going to be really good at it from the very beginning and then I get frustrated when I'm not. And, you know, okay, over the years, I've gotten better at that. Wait, hold on. More rum and coke. I feel over the years, I've gotten better at that. I have more realistic uh, expectations about how things should happen from the get-go. I know that I can't be an expert at something from the very start (laughs) of doing it. Whoa. But with that said, I still have this. I still have expectations that I want to be like really good at something when I first do it. So I'm. Uh, I listened back to a little bit of uh, episodes one and two of this podcast, and I was disappointed because part of my goal was to be myself, and you know, part of me thinks that well, you know, by by definition, we are always being ourselves. Whether you're being, you know, your good self or your evil self, you're always being yourself, right? It's just by definition. I can't help but be other than who I am. I am Joe Palin. I am being myself. But sometimes myself is just puckered up. God, I just felt like I listened to the first couple episodes of this, and I was just like I had this cork up my ass. I was just this puckered up, just restrained. I had this, I had this goal of having no expectations. And uh, one of my stated goals was to say that, you know, I don't want to try to be funny. I don't want to try to be 
entertaining. I don't want to try to be interesting. I just want to be myself. But then what happened uh, somewhere along the way? Uh, uh, what's that quote about the uh, good intentions? Let me. I'm going to Google that because you know what? That was another one of those rules, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to rules in a moment, I hope. Okay, it's not coming up. Trying to bring up uh, Google on Chrome. There we go. Okay. Let's see. Road. I'm going to Google that road. Good intentions. And these are all going to be connected. These are all going to be connected. Road. Road. Good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And that, that kind of sums up what happened in episodes one and two. Because in those episodes, I had this intention uh, that I was just not going to try. Not, I mean, I'm not going to try to impress people. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to try to be anything. I'm not going to try to live to, up to anybody's expectations, right? And the reason I made that uh, proclamation is because there's been so many times in the past when I've thought, I've been, uh, rather than focusing on quality, rather than focusing on, on doing a good thing, <laughs> or rather than just focusing on uh, whatever creative thing I wanted to do, I'm, I'm always thinking about external forces. I'm always thinking about, hey, what can I do with this? Will a studio be interested in my music? Will a club owner be interested in my stand-up? You know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. And then it occurred to me uh, that, you know, when I started doing this podcast, that I, I don't want to think about that. I want to do this like a personal journal. I want this to be just me talking about whatever it is I, that happens to come out of my mouth in an hour on any given week. And then, you know, okay, that's that's fine. That, that could have worked, I guess. <laughs> but... But part of my problem was I just, I, got, I felt stifled. I, I wasn't enjoying the process, especially episode two. I wasn't enjoying the process of recording it because I was, I felt like I was skiing down a mountain and like, oh my God, don't hit a fucking tree. Don't hit a tree. Don't hit a tree. You know, you know it's just, that's not, that's not fun. I don't want to do this. If, I don't want to do this if it's not going to be fun. I'm too old for that. I am too fucking old for that. I'm doing this because, oh, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows the the multitude of reasons I'm doing this? Am I filling a void somewhere? Maybe, I guess. Because I guess if there wasn't some void to be filled, I wouldn't be doing this, right? But... But I, I don't want to be needy. I don't want to be needy. Am I needy? Am I? Am I? Tell me, please. Tell me, am I needy? <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Okay, so here, here's, here's some things that have happened since uh, last week. This episode is a reboot. A mulligan reboot. A... Mulligan punt reboot. Okay, do you know what a mulligan is? I had to explain this to um, somebody at the dentist's office. I went to get some work done at the dentist last week, this week. 
and I said something about a mulligan as we were leaving. I know, you, you, here's why I mentioned it, because I had a temporary crown put on, and that temporary crown popped off over the weekend, and it broke. And so uh, when, I, when I went on a Monday, and they didn't charge me for it, which I was expecting they would not charge me for it, but, you know, I, I didn't want to be presumptuous. As I was leaving, the receptionist or uh, whoever it is, Whoever, I don't know what, what her title is, but the person who takes the payments at the dentist's office, when she confirmed my, my presumption, <laughs> I'm trying to be too wordy here. She said, yeah, okay, you don't have to pay. Okay, great. I kind of thought so. I thought that would be a mulligan, but I wasn't sure. And she went, mulligan, what's that? Now, one of the women behind her knew it. She goes, oh, that's a golf term. That's my favorite golf term. Said, Good. So she knew. So I, I uh, educated the other uh, person and, and said, well, you know, it is. It's a do-over. It means like it never happened. It's a mulligan. comes handy in golf, but I think it comes handy in life a lot. So that's what I feel about episodes one and two. I'm calling a mulligan or uh, two mulligans, I guess, but I'm not going back and deleting those episodes. There's a good reason for that or a couple of good reasons. I think they're good reasons. I have a certain amount of artistic integrity, I think, and that's, uh, I put those out there. I don't want to erase them. Just like every other thing I've done in the world, uh, creatively or, or otherwise, I mean, you know, it's, I don't want to just take it back. I don't want to say, oh, those don't exist. They're out there. So there's that, reason number one. Another reason is, I want to look back. I want to have a baseline. I want to have a starting point. I want the starting point to be episodes one and two. I don't want the starting point to be this, episode three. And I don't know yet if this, what I'm doing right now, is better than one and two, but I already feel it is because my tone feels different, and it's not just the alcohol. God, please don't let it be just the alcohol. <laughs> Power of suggestion. I'm taking another sip of rum and coke. I gotta pace myself. I gotta make this last another forty-five minutes. But I feel it's better already because I just I you know I felt like there was a cork up my ass. I was speaking in these slow, measured, um, droning on tones, and being proud of myself for finishing the hour. And I guess I, I should be proud of myself for that. That's an accomplishment, right? I mean, just being able to talk for an hour, taking minimal pauses. So I accomplished that. But I'm really big into lessons learned. And the, the lessons learned, or um, a couple of the lessons learned, let's see, a couple? I don't know. One lesson learned is just let it go. Bring it on, bitch. <laughs> let it rip. Just don't have any rules. That was another thing. I set a bunch of rules out in episode number two. A bunch of rules. And what one of my listeners pointed out, and I guess, you know, I don't know, that was, that was one rule I also had when I was mentioning in my three listeners, people who mentioned that they uh, had listened to my first episode. And I said I didn't want to mention them by name. But I, I will say that one of my listeners, Stephanie, Let's just say, um, to narrow it down, 
not the Stephanie I married, but another Stephanie, <laughs> she said that she pointed out in a comment on Facebook uh, that I had a lot of rules, or I guess not a comment. She uh, gave me a separate personal message. Said a lot of rules for a podcast that's not going to have any rules or something like that. And, you know, I, I took that to heart because she's right. <laughs> I, mean, I just had too many rules set up for myself. So now I've gotten to the point, and, and God, this is amazing. I'm actually uh, 16 minutes and 47 seconds into this, and I'm mentioning now what I was going to mention at the very beginning. And that is, there are no rules. No rules. No, oh, I take it back. One rule. My one rule is I will talk for an hour in an unedited, not pausing fashion. I'm not going to go back and fix anything in post. Okay, that, that might sound like multiple rules, but really just what's one rule? I'm going to talk for an hour. Unedited, one hour. Okay? That's it. The rest is uh, the rest is uh, bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, I also had this one thing where I was saying I had no ex no expectations for this. That's bullshit. Oh, that is such total bullshit. It's not that I was lying. I was just uh, I don't know what it is. I was um, what is it? I was protecting myself because there's been so many times in the past. <laughs> it isn't. It's funny to. Funny to say in the past because, duh, everything we have ever done is in the past. But there have been so many times when I've set these really high expectations for myself and then I've been disappointed. Uh, sorry for the noise here, but I'm adjusting the microphone level. Oh, yeah, speaking of that, uh, another difference, another part of this reboot as I'm going professional here. I used to be a... Uh, uh, DJ of sorts, <laughs> one sort or another. I had this uh, mobile DJ um, operation. And I've sold, I ended up selling all the gear several years ago, except for a couple things. I kept my um, mic stand and a couple of uh, professional mics. This one I'm uh, talking on now is a Sennheiser E something. Oh, what is it? Hold on. This is going to make even more noise. E, 835. There it is. Pop it back in. Whoa. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> I am so sorry. Here I'm trying to be so professional, and I just glitched the shit out of that thing. But that's all right, because, you know what, it's not going to be perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. I mean, what is perfect? Perfection is a nice goal to strive for, but... Perfection won't be achieved. And the problem with being a perfectionist, I think, is uh, you can drive yourself crazy because if you're never happy with what you're doing, if you're being a perfectionist in the sense that you're going, oh, my God, if it's not perfect, then I've failed. And that sucks because then you're never going to achieve or you're never going to be happy with anything, right? But I digress. Frequently. I was talking about the gear. So one of the parts of this reboot is in the past couple of weeks, thank you to Amazon, I was able to get a uh, a little piece of gear called an iRig 
pre. Now these folks are not a sponsor, so I just want to tell you, uh, and I'm not looking for sponsorship. It's just, I want to tell you that this is, uh, in case anybody listening to this is also somebody who wants to do a podcast. Um, this is really cool. This iRig, I-R-I-G, pre, is a, a preamplifier that lets you hook any microphone, an XLR, you know, nice quality microphone, directly into your iPhone or your iPad. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I've listened to, I did some test runs on this uh I did some test runs, and I really like the difference in sound. The iPhone internal microphone is surprisingly good quality, actually. But this, I think, is a step up. So what was the other toy this week? Yes, importantly, I think even more importantly, is the Boss Jock Studio app. The Boss Jock Studio app for the iPhone is fucking awesome. And again, not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. Hey, you know, who knows? One day, um, and he, he said, referring to myself in the third person, one day I get thousands of listeners. Let's just say no expectations, right? But, you know, let's just say I'll get some sponsors. I will sponsor people that I believe in. And this is uh, what... And the podcast that I listen to, that's that's what they do as well. I think anybody worth a shit. <laughs> Isn't that a weird expression? Are you worth a shit? Am I worth a shit? Like that's a high level of expectation? That's a high bar to set. Is it worth a shit? Oh, as I say, this. The T's and the P's. I'm, I'm becoming a little conscious of uh, the fact that I'm not using my pop filter. I'm going straight through my Sennheiser microphone into the iPhone. I decided not to use the pop filter because it, well, mainly just because it was an awkward uh, configuration here physically. If I'd arranged the microphone in such a way where it was like looking straight into it, I wouldn't be able to see the iPhone because right now I'm, I'm able to watch the uh, Boss Doc Studio app. Oh, man, I forgot to bring uh, paper and pencil, but that's okay. I'll do that next week because that was another thought I had. Um, did I finish the geek talk about the gear? Yeah. I got the iRig Pre, so I'm able to record directly into the iPhone. I've got the Boss Jock Studio, which, okay, the biggest thing that that gives me is right now as I talk to you, I am able to listen to myself. In my headphones. And previously, the recording software that I had didn't let me do that. I think that makes a big difference. I can hear myself as I speak, so I know what the levels are like. And it, I don't know if you've, ever done, if you've ever done this kind of thing, but it helps. It really <laughs> helps to know what you're sounding like. Okay, so there's that. The other thing is when I started out, as you heard the music at the very beginning, instead of having to go to a uh, computer after the fact and edit this audio, edit this file, and add some music, it lets you drop in music anytime you want. Like, for instance, let me just do this. I'm gonna just going to randomly pick one of my songs and just start playing it, okay? 
So this is a song that I wrote a number of years ago. And in fact, all of the songs are songs that I wrote a number of years ago because I don't write that much. But I can just drop it in anytime I want, right? And then I can talk along with it. And when I feel like stopping it, I can just stop it and it goes away. So that is just really cool. It is like fucking Christmas. It's like fucking Christmas? Have I ever fucked Christmas? Do I know what it's like to fuck Christmas? No, I don't. I have no idea what it's like to fuck Christmas, but I imagine that if I were to fuck Christmas, it would be something like this. Okay. (laughs) Oh, how many people can I alienate? I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's no rules. That was one thing I was uh, thinking about, and I get a whole. It was another one of those no rules things, because I thought, you know, I I don't want to. I've already broken one of the old rules, in that I went to Chrome and I Googled something. Because somehow I had it in my mind that no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unplugged, man. I'm gonna be off the grid. I'm not gonna Google stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm man. No, I'm just gonna be whatever's coming off the top of my head, and then I'm gonna ram into a fucking tree. That was my thought, right? I'm gonna be skiing down the mountain. And I'm gonna ram into a fucking tree. If I don't know something, screw it. <laughs> well, I broke that rule. Here's another cool thing about Boss Jock Studio. Is as I'm talking to you right now, I'm I'm looking at a spreadsheet that I put up uh, on Google Docs. And I took some notes to myself because I also what, what I didn't enjoy about episode number two is that I was feeling so much fucking pressure. I said, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about? And so even as I was talking that in the back of my mind or the middle of my mind or somewhere just like in a slightly off to the right of my mind, I was going, oh, shit, what am I going to talk about? And it wasn't fun. So, you know, I, I achieved the challenge of talking for an hour, and I know I'm rehashing stuff that I rehashed however many minutes ago. <sighs> but that's okay. But that's okay. The, the point is this. I'm breaking those rules because right now, another thing that Boss Jock Studio, and oh, by the way, Boss Jock, excuse me, what Boss Jock Studios allows me to do uh, is I can I not, I'm recording and I'm I'm opening up other apps. I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now. I had notes to myself. Let's see, bottled up. Yeah, did I talk about that? Yeah, I said I was bottled up. So I'm gonna mark that as is that's done. I already talked about that. I'll put the date in later. Uh, am I antisocial? What was that all about? I said that this was kind of a. An anti-social experiment. Podcast number three, Punt Mulligan, is an uh, anti-social experiment. But am I really anti-social? I mean, here I am. I'm, uh, I am socializing, aren't I? Right? Am I socializing or am I anti-social? I, on the one hand, I don't get out of the house much. So I guess I'm anti-social. I telecommute. Uh, but I'm still socializing with people. I, my coworkers might not be in my face physically, <laughs> in my face like that's a negative thing. But seriously, no, I, I'm not in the face of my coworkers, or they're not physically in the face of me. But am I really antisocial? I don't think so. I, I, 
uh, I went to, uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, God, painful. Pain alert. There's another thing on my list. Speaking of being social or antisocial, let me find out on my list so I can mark it as being done. Here we go. USC lost. Uh, USC lost. Now, I don't know if you were into sports or football in particular, sports in general, football in particular, but I went to USC, and those of you who know me know that. Not only did I go to USC, but I've now got a daughter at USC. Okay, but even deeper than that, when it comes to football, is I played football at USC. So these games, they mean something to me. I've literally bled and sweat on that practice field. Not in the Coliseum playing field, mind you. I I sweat a little bit, but uh, I only got into one game in three years. So there's that. But, But the bigger point being, for three years I was practicing and lifting weights and every single day I was dedicated to that. And since then, for the 30 plus years later, muscle memory is an amazing thing. Because I still, it's game day, and I still feel something. And when I'm watching the games, I'm still connected to those players. I, I feel like I'm, I'm one of them. I say we. And that's not just when we win. It's when we win or when we lose. And fans are like that, too. I mean, true fans. You don't have to have, uh, play someplace in order to feel that way. But I, I feel an even bigger connection to USC football because I played there. So with all of that said, yesterday we lost against an opponent, uh, opponent, against an opponent that we were supposed to beat, and that hurt. Was I distraught? Was I inconsolable? Was I like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe it? No, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I've been there before, especially against like Notre Dame or UCLA. I have been there. There have been times when I just, oh, fuck! I mean, I'll wake up the next morning just, God, what happened, right? Now, for this game, I didn't feel that way, but I was disappointed course i wanted to win i'm not gonna lie and hide my feelings and say i didn't care because i did care i do care and the thing about caring is and this is the note i wrote to myself caring about stuff is a double-edged sword it feels good when the thing you care about is going well it hurts when it's not okay so let me go to this other column in my spreadsheet as i continue to (laughs) prove a couple of points here one point being that I, uh, before I was saying in episodes one and two that I would just talk about whatever came out, came out of my head for an hour, right? I wasn't going to plan. And I didn't plan. And this week I did um, uh, a bit of a balance. And I'll get back to the USC thing in a second, but let me look at balance here. Can I find it? Eh. Maybe I'll find it later. I remember writing it down. It had to do with balance, Grasshopper. This ties into USC football, too, because there is a primary and a secondary focus. All right? So when I was playing linebacker at USC, 
what what happens is when you're playing on defense, you're you've got a primary and a secondary focus. So, like for instance, let's say you're playing a middle linebacker, and on, on any given play, depending on what defense you're running, and what kind of things you notice about what the offense is doing, uh, my primary focus might be the running back, and then my secondary focus is the quarterback. Right. So in my uh, in my mind's eye, I'm looking at the quarterback I'm, I'm, or the running back. <laughs> I forgot my primary focus. My primary focus, running back, secondary quarterback. So I'm looking at the running back, but in the corner of my eye, in my peripheral vision, I'm seeing the quarterback, right? You can have more than one focus, kind of. I mean, on the one hand, our brains are designed to only focus on one thing at a time which is why multitasking is a bit of a misconception because when we multitask, we're really not multitasking. We're kind of just switching back and forth between tasks at a, at a rapid pace. But we're not really, you're not really doing more than one thing at a time. You're just switching between multiple things at a time. Okay. So getting back to USC football and then eventually to this podcast, I realized USC football, lesson learned. You're running a defense. You have a primary focus and a secondary focus. I'm looking at the running back primarily. Whatever he does is what I'm going towards. Secondarily, peripheral vision, quarterback, okay? So that's what I think about this podcast now, too. My primary focus, oh, God, what was it? Uh, The first two weeks, my primary focus was stated on don't plan. Totally improvise. Don't plan. Improvise. And then that was it. I didn't, I didn't really have a secondary focus. Now I'm switching that. I'm saying, you know what? I've got my primary focus is to improvise. But my secondary focus is I've got some planned stuff. I've got the spreadsheet here, which I'm scrolling through right now, and which I really haven't touched upon a lot. I really haven't referred to a lot, but I know that it's in the back of my mind or the side of my mind, the right side, the left side, I don't know, whatever side it's on. I've got this thing to refer to. And it's, and it's making it so much more enjoyable because I'm not going, oh, my God, I'm going to run into a fucking tree. If I ever start getting that feeling, I'll just go to my spreadsheet and I'll go, oh, let's see what kind of talk about next, right? So there's that. Let me go back to uh, Boss Talk Studio for a second and see where we are in time. Where are we now? Three, that's real time, 3.23 p.m. 34, oh. Almost pulled my headphones out. Almost pulled my headphones out. Still getting used to this new setup. It's really cool, though. Um, speaking of this new setup, getting back to the geek part of it, it's like having a radio station in my pocket. Or I'm just glad to see you. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> On my iPhone right now, I'm looking at an application that not only allows me to check the levels of what I'm doing, but it allows me to do this, playing yet another one of my songs in real time for no apparent reason other than, hey, I can do that, right? Eventually, I'll learn how to actually make better use of that. Right now, I know at least as the introduction and the outroduction, I'll use that. Uh, so far, I've just loaded it up with uh, uh, several of my songs because I own them. So I don't have to pay copyright 
I don't have to pay fees. What's the, what's the word? Licensing. Licensing, I don't have to pay for that. Ideally, I would, I would love to have opened this with the Beatles, the song that inspired the title of this podcast. I would love to do that. Those of you in the know will know that the phrase, the title of this podcast, I've Got Nothing to Say, But It's Okay, comes from a Beatles song. Good morning. <laughs> or is it good morning, good morning? Hey, I can look that up too. Because even as big as a, of a Beatles fan as I am, sometimes I forget. So now I'm uh, opening up the music app, looking for... Oh, God, this is so much more free. I feel so free to be able to do this instead of sitting back and going, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah, it's good morning, good morning. I should have I should have known that. Good morning, good morning off of the Sgt. Pepper album. And if you haven't heard of Sgt. Pepper, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, that's cool. I mean, you know, not everybody has heard of everything. But that song, oh, God, I want to play it. No, I can't. I can't because there's there's a, there's a copyright laws. So I can't do that. I was going to bring it up. I'm not going to. I would love to be able to use the Beatles as my intro music, but I can't afford that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> now, see what I just did there? I... I I'll be curious to see how that turns out in the recording because in my headphones, it's uh, um, what I mentioned earlier. It's valuable to be able to hear what it's going to sound like on the recording. But since I'm new to Boss Talk Studio, I don't know if it's going to be exactly like it's on the recording, but it's my test runs have shown it's pretty damn close. I love those guys. I love them. I only got this app yesterday, and I am totally in love. All right, so wait, go to Boss Talk again. Yeah, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to professional show business. 38 minutes. I was going to go back to my spreadsheet, but I just realized something. I had this other idea about, um, like, where I am. Where am I in this whole podcasting endeavor? Right? Because this is hour number three. And according to Malcolm Gladwell, and uh, let's see, I was going to say I believe he did that in, uh, where did his 10,000 hours thing come from? I'm going to look that up. But the main point is, and you probably, you, you might have heard about this. I'm going to say Malcolm. Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm, if I can only spell Malcolm. I can't spell Malcolm Gladwell. All right, so I got Malcolm Gladwell and 10,000 hours. There we go. So he set forth this idea, Outliers. I don't know if that was the book, um, Outliers. Yeah. So a glitch happened along the way. I was talking about Malcolm Gladwell in the outliers and the 10,000 hours thing. And somewhere along the way, there was a glitch that uh, stopped 
the recording from happening and I lost 20 minutes. So what do I do? Do I try to recreate the last 20 minutes or do I just uh, talk for 20 minutes or do I just close? You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to just close because, um, well, at least I'll try to finish the thought of the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing. And that uh, was and still is that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something as uh, the premise goes. 10,000 hours. So that came out to, I figured if I'm doing one hour of podcasting uh, a week, that's 52 hours a year. And that comes out to 192 years that it would take for me to become an expert podcaster. So I thought, well, you know, what the hell? I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'm sorry, I'm just still disappointed that I lost the last 20 minutes, but, you know, it is what it is, right? I'm using my new toy here, and somehow it thought that it ran out of space on the iPhone, which it didn't. I still love you, Boss Jock Studio. I still love you. I just, I, I don't know, it's just something I, I need to figure out how to use this better, I guess. I don't know what happened. I'm disappointed. I lost 20 minutes of talking. But that's okay. <laughs> I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. The Malcolm Gladwell thing, I thought, well, if I, maybe if I go to two per week, then I've got uh, 96 years, right? It only takes, then it only takes me 96 years to become an expert, so that was my clever little joke. But then I went on to say something about the fact that I'm not really starting from zero because I've been doing this since I was a kid. And I don't know how, how much of this I'm repeating because I don't know how much of it was caught in the first 40 minutes and how much of it was caught uh, in the last lost 20 minutes. But I've been doing this since I was a kid. I've been talking into recorders and all that. And then uh, fast forwarding later on, uh, in the, let's see, high school, I did a little uh, performing, but mainly in the 80s after college, I went on to be in a comedy team, and then several years as a stand-up, and then in the 80s, uh, later in the 80s, in the, in the 90s, I um, was a musician. Well, I've, I've been a musician since I was 14, basically, but I started going out in coffee houses and dragging my guitar and my my white ass to do um, the acoustic white guy playing guitar thing. White guy, white ass guy playing acoustic guitar thing. Something like that. So there's that. And then since 2006 from now, so that's been about eight years, I've been pursuing acting, sometimes seriously, sometimes not. Done some commercials, done some film, a couple of episodic TV things. But the point is this. I'm not just starting from zero. This microphone in front of my face right now is, is very familiar. It reminds me of all the years I've done the several hundred uh, stand-up comedy performances I did, at least. I've probably done a thousand, give or take. Right? I Because I, I stopped counting at 700 
ish. And then I've done a bunch since then. So there's that. I don't know how many hours that is. I don't know if it measures up to Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 or even what. When does a hill become a mountain? That's the question, isn't it? When does an intermediate become <laughs> become kind of good, become expert? What's between intermediate and expert? Journeyman, I guess. Ah, I'm still I'm still thrown by the fact that I lost those last twenty minutes. I'm trying not to recreate them, but on the one hand, I'm trying to recreate them. I really don't want to put up an episode that's less than uh, an hour. I don't, so I, I think I, I need to plow through and make this uh, chunk twenty minutes. You ever heard of Mark Brazil? Because I, I'm, I just thought of him right now. I looked down. I knew I had done forty minutes that got recorded. And I'd lost 20. So I thought, oh, shit, I got to do another 20 minutes. I got to make up for the 20 that I lost. I don't have to do 20 minutes. I have to do five minutes at a time. That's what Mark Brazil told me. All these years ago, I was worried about doing, because at the time I was doing a half hour. And he said, you, you don't do a half hour. You do five minutes at a time. Five minutes at a time. So obviously the same thing applies to an hour. You don't do an hour. You do five minutes at a time. So I've done over five already, right? Now Mark Brazil, for those of you who don't know, which probably by name a lot of you don't know, but Mark Brazil created, uh, it was a co-creator of That 70s Show. He wrote on uh, Third Rock from the Sun, and then he went on to co-create and write for that 70s show. Now, those you've probably heard of, I'm guessing you have probably heard of Third Rock from the Sun and that 70s show, right? Well, for me, that was really cool because Mark is a guy that I, I hung out with in the back alley of the comedy store in La Jolla here in San Diego. And I specifically remember... Well, he was a guy who was uh, a couple of years ahead of me. By the time I started doing stand-up, he was already one of the guys who was established here in San Diego as being one of the guys, right? He was a comics comic. Just everybody was like, okay, Mark Brazil. You know, on the one hand, very funny. On the other hand, also intimidating. Kind of, I, I just, I did not ever approach or, or talk to Mark in the early days. But later on what happened, it was a cool uh, progression because later on what happened is he started recommending me to gigs. And when, when somebody recommends you to do a gig, that's their reputation on the line, right? Anybody with any integrity is not going to recommend somebody unless they think that they're funny, unless they think they can do a good job, unless they think they're professional. And Mark Brazil started recommending me to gigs. And then at some point along the way, I don't know if that was before or after him recommending me to gigs, he was also, um, we were also starting, just starting to hang out a little bit in the back alley. And the back alley is one of those places, you know, you're just like by the dumpsters. It's the glory of show business that most people don't get to see. So uh, one 
key conversation I remember us having standing out uh, by the dumpsters in the back alley of the comedy store while a show was going on or after a show was going on. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The key point was this. He was obviously good. He was obviously good at doing stand-up. And he was also, while he was uh, on the road, he was writing. Writing scripts. And unlike a lot of us who spent most of our spare time when we weren't uh, when we weren't either performing or or working at the comedy store, because one of the things that, about the comedy store is that when you're working there, you uh, all the uh, at least it was back in the day when I worked there, back in the late '80s, early '90s. Everybody working the door, and everybody answering the phone, working the bar. All those people were comedians, and. You know, you just, you did those other things to pay the rent, you, just to make ends meet. Basically, working minimum wage just to be in the mix. So I was one of those guys, and Mark was one of those guys too. And oh, in fact, that that brings me back to a, a time a, a connection between Mark Brazil and Sam Kinison and myself, because before Mark and I, before I, I don't even recall Mark and I ever, ever even having a conversation, but. I had been there for a while, just hanging out in the back, just being quiet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not a pushy guy. I tend to be, I'm just going to hang out, you know. And I had gone to uh, get tickets for the Sam Kinison show, and that's when Sam Kinison was the, he was it. The lines, it was overflowing. Sold out shows, people waiting to get into the show because the seating was first come, first serve. Shows were sold out. People waiting around the line was going around the block, right? And I was not one of those people who got towards the front of the line. So I was just going to be happy to be in the room. But when I got towards, to the front of the line, Mark Brazil was working the door at the time. And he recognized me, and which surprised me because I thought, yeah, I Mark Brazil doesn't know me. Because even then, even though he wasn't a, uh, he was, I didn't know him. I didn't know that he was going to be the future co-creator of that 70s show or a future writer on Third Rock from the Sun, right? But even then, he was a celebrity of sorts. In my mind, he was a local celeb. He was a comic that I looked up to and a guy that I, I wished one day I could be as good as. He recognized me. And he, so here's what he did. He grabbed a chair. He said, come with me. He grabbed a chair from the back of the room. And we went all the way to the front, and there were there were couples sitting in the front row, and he 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 pushed them aside. I mean, I wasn't sitting in between uh, a couple. <laughs> he pushed one couple to one side, one couple to the other side. This is my recollection of it. He put my chair in between them and sat me down. Boom! I'm in the front fucking row, right on the stage, and I could just like reach out. I touched the stage to see Sam Kennison. And, and so now I look back, looking back, so I mean, at the time, it was cool enough because Sam Kennison had this presence. Oh, my God, it's a thing. You cannot buy that. That's, when, when people talk about, you know, the kind of things you can learn and the, and the kind of things that you're just born with, I mean, it's just this undefinable thing that he had. Just this undefinable thing that you cannot learn that. Sam Kennison was just, oh, my God, it's just the energy was amazing. So I, I experienced that from the front row 
because because of Mark Brazil. So thank you, Mark. After all these years, I I've hooked up with Mark on Facebook, as we all do hook up with some of our past friends on Facebook, friends and acquaintances, to one extent or another. But I I don't know if I ever really actually thanked him for that in particular. After a lot of years of uh, being out of touch with uh, Mark, I uh, I did express to him once I did find him on Facebook that uh, how happy I was for him. And this was like, you know, 15 or 20 years after it happened. But I, uh, I just told him that when I saw his name popping up on Third Rock from the Sun and then later on uh, that 70s show, that I was, I was just really genuinely happy for him. And I'm not, I wasn't looking for anything. I didn't want him to help me. It's a lot of things, something that happens in Hollywood a lot is uh, the thing about um, when you're talking to somebody, it's mainly like, well, what can you do for me? It wasn't that at all. I just was genuinely, and still am, just genuinely happy for the guy. Because he, he just was good at what he did. And I, I just, I, I like being even just indirectly related to that. So there's that. The, I tied into the Malcolm Gladwell. Somehow I segued into Mark Brazil. And I got 13 minutes, 48 seconds. So I guess I still got another several minutes to go. Oh my God. I'm going to go back to this spreadsheet here and see if there was something else that I talked about that was in that lost 20 minutes. I have to figure out what happened there because Whatever happened in that, uh, when it told me, I guess when it told me that it was running out of space, I should have just stopped right there and started over again or um, saved what I had. Did I talk about fundamentals? So here's the problem. I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but uh, I'm just going to say this anyway because I don't know if I'm repeating myself that in the last couple of episodes or first two episodes, I just felt that uh, I, I was lacking fundamentals. I think this might have been in the last 20. If I already talked about this in the first 40, I apologize, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think it's important. A lot of times we get so wrapped up in what we're doing in the moment after we've done something for years that we lose sight of fundamentals. I was watching a football game yesterday and a guy pulled this classic blunder having to do with uh, fundamentals in, in that he took his eye off the ball. You can't get more basic than that. The guy took his eyes off the ball. Great pass coming right at him. He had both hands on it, but guess what? Before he totally grabbed hold of the ball, he turned to look to where he was running, dropped the ball. That's so, that's like football 101, right? And here's a guy who's good enough to be in college football, not only good enough to be in college football, but to be a Division 1A or whatever they call it today, FBS, I don't give a fuck. It's Division 1A as far as I'm concerned. The guy's good enough to be at that level, and yet what happens? He drops the ball because of a fundamental error. It's going to happen sometimes where the ball is coming at you and you make this great valiant effort to to catch the ball and you just drop it. Fine, it's going to happen. But he made a fundamental error. And, And we do that all the time. So here's my fundamental error. 
in the first two episodes of doing this, I, I lost track of certain fundamentals, like, for instance, and I'm even <laughs> changing the position of my body as I talk about this. Posture and breathing. I was, especially in episode two, I was scrunched. I was sitting on the toilet because I was getting away from a barking dog. And I was squatted, scrunched over the, uh, sitting on the toilet, slouched over frontwards and talking into the iPhone microphone. And just, so, you know, what that does is like totally constricted my breathing and made me, I was like gasping for error. I was becoming conscious of the noises that my mouth was making, which by the way, I should stop being too conscious of because I was listening to Jeff Bridges talking on the Nerdist podcast the other day and I'll get back to the Nerdist. I'm going to close with the Nerdist again because I closed with the Nerdist on the lost 20 minutes. But the mouth noises and all that, I got to pay less attention to that because we're human beings. We have mouth noises. We, we smack our lips. We, we make noises. And on the one hand, I'm, I'm on a, I want to be professional and I don't want to sound, I don't want to be making noises like that all the time. But on the other hand, human being, noises, fine. Fundamentals. So I got back now. Now what I'm sitting in front of is I got a professional microphone. I'm, I'm, I set the levels correctly. I've got my headphones in, so I'm monitoring. I'm hearing myself as I'm talking. Fundamentals are there, right? Got that. So focus on that. Get back to fundamentals. And I'm, I'll remind myself, if uh, maybe I'll remind you now and then too, but mainly I'm going to remind myself that fundamentals are important. Don't make noise. Episode number one, I was scratching my, the microphone was hanging, the iPhone uh, built-in uh, ear pod microphone was hanging off of my face and scratching against my beard. I said, oh, fuck. And now I didn't throw that away, again, from artistic integrity, as I know I mentioned in the first 40 minutes, not the last 20. Fundamentals. So there's that. Now here's the other thing about goals and expectations. Expectations, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the, in the initial 40 minutes, not the last 20, is that expectations, I've got them. It's going to be my secondary focus, so my primary focus is going to be just talk about stuff. Just do a good podcast, whatever good happens to be. I'm just going to do a podcast, right? But secondarily, i got some goals. i got some expectations. Here's one. Here's the biggie. My boyfriend, Chris Hardwick, the nerdist. And I'll re-explain the boyfriend thing because I don't care to you for if you I don't care if you want to go back and listen to episodes one and two. I'd actually prefer you didn't. The reason Chris Hardwick is called my boyfriend is because my daughter, Autumn, calls him that. And for good reason. I've got a man crush on Chris Hardwick. I love the man. And not the way you're thinking. I want to have sex with him. Okay, so no, I really don't want to have sex with him, but that's an old joke that I stole from a short-lived sitcom that was baseball-based, and I'm not going to go back and Google it because I don't want the uh, recording to get fucked up. But at this point, here's the point. Let me drive home to the point. The point is, I am setting a goal. I'm going to dare to set a goal because, damn it, expectations are important. This whole zero expectation thing is this pussy-ass thing that's uh, that was protecting myself against uh, disappointment. I'm the bullshit. Here's my goal. Here's my goal. If I 
continue to do this consistently every week for a year. For a year, 52 weeks. Now, I, I could take a couple weeks off for vacation because everybody deserves a vacation. But seriously, if I do this consistently for a year and I'm happy with myself as a podcaster, I will pursue getting Chris Hardwick as a guest on my podcast. Because I have got a nerd boner for Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, the nerdist. He's my favorite podcaster. I got some that I like, uh, some other ones that I like as well. I'm not going to rattle them off, but Chris is the favorite of mine. And if he didn't inspire me to do this, he's at least part of the inspiration for me to do this because he's always encouraging people to, to just make a thing. If you want to make something, just make something, right? Don't worry about anything else, what other people are going to think or where it's going to go or whatever. Just make a thing. So there's that. So I'm, that's, I'm setting that as a goal, and I'm setting that right now. And here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try this again. I'm going to close with some music because that's what I'm doing. And this is my outro. And let's see how, if this goes well. See if this goes better than the first Lost 20. This is Joe Palin, and always has been Joe Palin, and always will be Joe Palin. And I've got nothing to say. But it's okay. I'll talk to you next week. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange.